We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Last week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. Everything's about to happen very quickly. It could result in the end of one of your lives. As the Naga continued to rain down chaos. Nestor, Sir Will, Lexington, and Baron. Let's spray! <laughs> the heroes dug deep to resist corruption. Just don't roll a natural one. And you'll be fine. Natural 20. (laughs) But when the gunslinger's aim faltered... 43. No, no, come on! No, I can't do it! You both see Leonardo's like smile as that bullet flies past. The snake lured the heroes further up the tower. You see a stained glass dome covering the room up here, filtering the light outside in a dazzling display. The adventure continues. The one thing that you hear is the sound of rain and thunder and lightning. Now... We've talked about this before on one of our shows. I can't remember. It might even be this one. And uh, I think I suffer from it more than most. Uh, this is something, Matthew, you'll probably be able to relate to a little bit more now uh, that you're a parent. Um, but when you have like so much going on and then you have that little window of free time, could be anywhere from a half an hour, I like a good half an hour. I feel like something could get done in a half an hour to like hours. Like, for example, if my, my wife takes the kids to Target or something and I like don't have any immediate work to do, I will waste every second of that time trying to decide what to do. <laughs> And it drives me insane, and I need I need a cure for it. Some days I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna play this video game, and then I start playing. I'm like, I don't want to do this. I'm gonna I want to go read. Yeah, I'm gonna read this. No, should I read? Which one should I? Oh, hey guys, you're back. Uh, does this affect you guys as much as it affects me? Because it's driving <laughs> me crazy. I will yeah. say it's actually gotten easier now that there's a, a child in my life because the answer is always one and the same, which is sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're at a very specific time, though. You're at a very specific fr- time where that is... I have a free is... 23 minutes? <laughs> right. Yeah. Just sit in the chair, head down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I totally hear you, Troy. I, I think that I suffer from it less than you. You're, you're so naturally neurotic, like, to a level that is just so upsetting. But, like, 
I, I definitely will find myself being like, this isn't as much fun as it should be. And every 16 minutes, I'll like change the hobby that I'm doing. Uh, I'm like, I'm not getting anything done. I'm not, like, I'm not having enough fun. Like I set a bar too high for this My one hour of free time. Suboptimal. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it's, uh, as a go ahead. as a member of the future fathers of America, I'm questioning. So you have less time now that your children are more grown and going to daycare and things, Joe and Troy, than when they were first born. Is this true? Is this what I have to look forward to? Well, sure. It's a, it, yeah. yeah, it's it's a different kind of free time, you know. Yeah, it depends on spurts. what you want your free time to be. Like when my kids were uh, really little. And could just lay in your arms and sort of snooze like I could still catch up on TV series, you know, but like now it's much harder to watch TV because like you always have like an activity. You need to be out of the house. You need to be entertaining them. And I can't have on, you know, the white lotus in the background (laughs) while I'm playing with a five year old. You know, there's just too much (laughs) language and violence and like stuff that like they can pick up on. Uh So you have to do that in a certain period of time. When you're supposed to be just going to sleep, like you're supposed to be going to sleep at what? Nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, get your rest, get up at six, you know, because they're up at six. And so I'm like, well, no, this is the only time I can play video games and watch TV. So I'll stay up too late, not get enough sleep. Bad for your body. You know what I mean? It's just like it's a vicious cycle. That's the worst. It's like at 10 ish, 1030 when uh, Sam goes to bed, I'll be like, the world is at my fingertips. And I'll do nothing. I'll just flip through Instagram or Twitter. And because I'm just like, ah, I don't really, I, you know, gr- because of Grant, I started playing Dark Souls 3 again because I realized that I never really did the DLC. I had like started it and just never finished it. So I've been digging back into that. And now I'm like whole hog back into Dark Souls 3, <laughs> like a psychopath. But that's not a game you can play if you're not in the zone. So at night at 1030 or something, I'm like, I mean, I'm just too tired to like a beat emotionally get into that right now <laughs> the beats of dark souls are such that if you make some progression you get to a new bonfire maybe you beat a mini boss or a main boss you feel great but if you get into an area where you just die over and over again and you can't beat a boss right before bed it's the worst yeah. and i recently started finally i'm gonna try to get it out before elden ring i don't think i will dark souls 2 i started that's like a different game mm-hmm. by a different company Entirely it's not different. the same thing at all uh, but like what I love about that game, which makes it totally unrelaxing, is that every encounter you have is just six enemies surprising you from every angle. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have an aggro range where they will chase you at least a quarter mile away from wherever you are. Yeah. And it's just like there's nothing at all relaxing about it. But I really like how different it is in terms of like being a little town and more people to talk to. Oh, and yeah. Grant, the so. cool people, like the cool Dark Souls people are like. Two's the best one. Well, besides, whatchamacallit. Uh, what's the other? The, the Bloodborne. Um, Victorian one. Yeah. They'll be like, well, Bloodborne's obviously the best. And the second best is Dark Souls 2. Dark Souls 3 is trash. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think, I, think, I think you can... I think Sekiro might be the best one ever. But I do understand not being able to build out your character the way you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sekiro, you're stuck with kind of like exactly what they want. And that's why the combat is so precise. 
But yes, I, I can see the arguments for all sorts of different reasons why you might like one of the others that have all the kind of the role playing mm. D kind of character builds built in. I knew this would eventually evolve into a Soulsborne discussion, but uh, the original <laughs> point is the one that I just can't wrap my head around. You know, I'm reading, I have a couple novels that I have out, and then I have these rule books that I'm yeah. trying to dig through that like I never want to sit and read. You know what I mean? And I should be doing it at like 10 in the morning after I finish like all my initial emails and, and meetings. If I got time before noon, I should just be like, let me just sit down with this rule, this dry rule book. And it's just like, I never want to do this. But at some point I have to get through this 600 pages. Uh, so no, I, I, I'm a hundred percent with you. I'm like torn between, I've got like three open novels and a Delta green book, you know? And I'm just like, well, which one do I jump into right now? Uh, I'm just going to watch TV. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll be like, I'll watch it on the commercials of a foot or I'll read it on the commercials of a football game. And like, shockingly, that nothing sinks in. So, like, yeah, <laughs> doing doing too much at once. Yeah. My time management sucks. I think especially now with the pandemic and everything, I, I always feel like I'm running out of time or I don't have any time. And it's also a product of having a hobby be your job. <laughs> the lines between your leisure time and your work time are totally blurred. So that contributes to it. I think I would love, like Troy, you've got that. Like I would love to have at some, someday, I want to get like, I want to have an office like in my home where it's just like, this is where I do my work outside of the office is where I do everything else. Because as it is, I just I I I'm, I I just I'm always feel like I'm behind the eight ball all the time. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. Yep, I totally agree. And <laughs> it's so funny to think like I remember when my dad first retired, he was like the, the first things that he said out of the gate within a let's say a year later, he was like, "I don't understand. I truly don't understand how I ever worked." Like how I had any time to work because there's like so much house stuff and, and outside stuff and chore stuff or whatever that he's always doing and books and TV and whatever. Uh-huh. He's just like, I don't know. Wh- how did I do all this and, and work? Like, I just don't understand it. And I have felt the same way since the pandemic. And like, since I've had no commute, you know, at all. Yeah. I'm yeah. just like, how did. How did I go into the city every day and commute for like an hour plus every day? <laughs> yeah. And I would never see my kids. Like, I barely yeah. see my kids working at home. So I'm just like, I, I, I can't, I can't even imagine. I think that like, that helps you partition your time too, is having a commute. Yes. Like having that set time to like twice a day that you kind of have to yourself, at least like with your own thoughts and you have, you have that and it splits up your day into different, into different sections and that mm-hmm. helps you. I, yeah. So that's something I weirdly kind of miss too. I don't really. Exactly. Uh, I mean, yeah, on, on balance, I definitely would <laughs> take balance, the no this commute. Is, this is better. But <laughs> no, but I yeah. agree. But I'm also not getting anything done. I, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. In the, I'm like, I, I should be getting so much more done. I know. I know. But it does. It would help the the the, the delineations to create a liminal space, it's like a, a space, two separate spaces where you know this is for work, this is for relaxing, and I think that would help get over some of the analysis paralysis. I have it too. 
I think I need to watch a show, a movie, play a game I really like, and I'm on the couch looking up uh, coffee maker reviews for an hour and a half and just <laughs> agonizing over what to buy. And I'm more stressed out and more wound up and tight. I was tight before we started recording today. I got a little angry up top. I apologize to everyone for that uh, ahead of time. I'm having you trouble, were, too. You were justified. Very <laughs> <laughs> differing opinions on that. Go fire him up, Matthew. Don't get him fired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be fired up. Uh, I just say sorry for getting a little heated on the collar. But yes, I agree with you, Troy. It is hard to relax when you have the time to relax. I want to yeah. say too, real quick, because you guys are talking about video games. I started playing a video game uh, a few days ago. I got we got a stream key for it, and it's a game called War Tales, and it's very much like. Battle Brothers, where you're managing sort of a mercenary company in a fantasy realm. And that's my favorite kind of game. I love Battle Brothers, like the same kind of Ooh, thing. I got to look this up. Yeah. I, so I started playing. I was just like, I, and I, I was streaming. I was like, I love this game. This is so awesome. I've been waiting for it for a while. But then I got to a certain point, And what I realized is that the game levels up the world as you level up. Uh oh. And that fucking killed it for me i'll never play that game again <laughs> you witchers like you that. like to snowball in power and power yeah, fantasy i like to over. grind and like say like yeah i want to i'm gonna grind and get better and i'm gonna go back and smack these things in the face they used to give me a hard time <laughs> but like when everything in the world is leveling leveling up along with you it takes away that opportunity and i think it pulls me out of the fiction because it's like, what the fuck is the explanation for this? Because like uh, uh, Elder Scrolls, I like, kind of did the same thing. And uh, it was one thing I, like, I hated about that, too. It's just like, I why just... are these wolves getting better at the same rate than I am? Yeah. <laughs> I always thought it was so, yeah, I always thought it was so surprising and, and, and immersion breaking. That, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you'd be running around the world and the world would just be populated in the woods by rats and the occasional wolf. And then, like, you know, a year later of game time, just what equates to, like, a wolf or a squirrel in the world is, like, a demon of the ancient world. They're all just, like, walking around the woods. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, what is the point of me leveling up? Like, what? it feels like you're running in a hamster wheel in a system like that. I just don't understand it. So, I don't know. Maybe they'll, it's still an early release. Maybe that's something they'll address. I was loving it so much. I just had to get that off my chest. I'm sorry, everybody. No, it's important. I have genuine fears about how I'm going to handle uh, the release of Elden Ring. <laughs> I have genuine fears about, like, do I have to get up at five in the morning to play it? And just get that done with for the, cause that's all I'm going to be thinking about. And then 1030 is going to roll around and be like, I, I'm not in the zone to play this right now. Do I just in the middle of the day at noon, like fire it up while I hear kids screaming in the background and my wife <laughs> balancing plates on her head? Like, Honey, I'm sorry. It's, it's work. Uh, I don't know what the hell to Duty do. Duty calls. Duty calls. Are you streaming that? No. But it's, pra- it's good practice. <laughs> research. Uh, research. Research. Yeah. I may have to stream it just so I can use that as an excuse uh, to to make it be work. But yeah, I don't know. I've, I, this is something that I've been struggling with for a while, and I don't uh, I don't see an end in sight uh, until the kids are driving. <laughs> I don't. That's, it sounds like that's not going to affect it. No. I always feel like 
work and also like how you spend your leisure time, it ends up just being like water. It just fills up whatever container you allow it. And yeah. like you give you, you're like, I have an hour or I have 27 minutes or I have five hours like that. I have that same paralysis no matter what happens. <laughs> Let me ask you this. I, I want to get into the show, but like at night, when nah. the kids, whether you have kids or not, but like at night, I'll tell you what I do is like I sit down with Samantha and we we watch garbage TV or or we talk or anything like I never unless we're recording like just say I'm going to go in my room and play games I'm just like that's that's our time together I do that and she's always like if you want to go play your games go play your fucking game I don't care you want to go watch the Mandalorian since you only ever got three episodes in go for it she doesn't say that because she doesn't know what the Mandalorian is but if she did that's something she would say Uh, but I just feel too I'm like I can't do it so I just I sit there with her and we watch our shows but I'm like man even just one night a week I could I could have have some fun but I would just sit in my room being like should I read this should I read that should I play this should I do this should I watch this (laughs) We have it's too, too many much overload. Yeah. yeah, we have too many it's just, options. It's an overload of content. For sure. Yeah, when you can have anything you want at any moment, it creates a situation like that. When we have Blockbuster, that wasn't a problem. <laughs> so you set aside your time. You go to Blockbuster. You see like what they have in. It's just like, oh, that's new. You pick that, and it's like that's what you're watching tonight. That's your whole evening. You know it. That's how the way it was, and we liked it. <laughs> Let me tell you about married couple Nirvana, entertainment Nirvana. I call it Rue Souls. It's when I play Dark Souls on the TV and Angel fires up <laughs> Ru RuPaul's Drag Race on the laptop. Ru-Souls. And I get to look over, watch some RuPaul be like, that is a toot of a dress. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. Kill some 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 undead, some hollows and Dark Souls. Hollows. We both have our time. We're both spending time together. Russell's. Do yeah. you ever do you ever find that you have a weird dreamscape that's both RuPaul's Drag Race and Dark Souls combined? <laughs> I'm telling you, if I had a if I had millions of dollars, I would make a RuPaul's Drag Race Dark Souls clone, and it would be amazing. <laughs> it would be so fierce. It would be so fierce. <laughs> Dark Paul. I think I did the same thing. It was like uh, Samantha. Well, we sit there when I'm with my Samantha, and she'll watch Below Decks, and I'll be in the room playing Stellaris. I call it Below Stellaris. And there you uh, go. yeah, it's awesome. Same thing. You trademarked that? I just did. That does sound nice. You know what doesn't sound nice? <laughs> what, what, what would that be, Troy? Taken four episodes to get through that one combat, <laughs> and then still not defeating the enemy. Still not finishing. <laughs> oh man! I mean, I, it's it's tough because I really like to keep these episodes to an hour, but but towards the end here, I want to make sure we're getting enough, uh, we're giving enough bang for our buck, and we're also making progress. And and it's hard. We just have so many things going on. It's hard to record like a two hour apps all the time, even 90 minute apps. We just, we have too much, too much happening, too many shows, but I do think two things are happening. One, trying to stick to that one hour is making it hard to make legit progress in high level. And two, I, I am just, I'm torn between being in a, a, uh, being in no rush to get to these other encounters that I know they're going to be difficult in the end of the book and having to wrap this up. Like I'm, there's a part of me that's sort of procrastinating that because of the amount of work and the amount of, uh, weight there is to that in my brain. Um, but there's also this part of me that is like torn because I, 
do want to finish this uh, and finish it soon so I don't have to think about Giant Slayer anymore. So it's, 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 I'm, I'm weighing these things in my head and I'm having a really hard time uh, grappling with it. I think there's some people thinking we're stalling uh, to like, uh, you know, because GCP 2.0 isn't ready. And they're like, that couldn't be further from the truth. GCP 2.0 is, is, is happening uh, much later. Uh, we're pretty much ready uh, with 1.5. Uh, so that's not the case. I just, uh, it, it, there's this push and pull happening. Like, I'm in no rush to get through this because I want to put off having to like enter the mental space of the end game. Uh, but I also want to make sure we're making progress and that's hard. It's yeah, just hard that, in that routine in a long-term campaign, right? I mean, that's pretty routine. I think it's pretty natural to be coming up to the end and being like, I want to finish and I don't want to finish equally all at the same time. Yeah. You know, for whatever reasons you have. It could be for any player or GM. Yeah, back when like I had a theater company and we were doing shows uh, all the time, rehearsals were – no one ever wanted to start rehearsal. It was like we'd get there and we'd just bullshit. And it's kind of what we do because that <laughs> was so much better than having to do it. Uh, and, and our director, uh, Paul, would always say it's just, it's, it's, it's all fear. Every, you just wanting to bullshit and talk, like, that's all fear. Cause you don't want to, you don't want to get up there and do it. You don't want to get up there and have to start the work. And, uh, and, and I think that's, that's why I, uh, belabor this sometimes. Cause it is fear. It's fear of it. I not, wouldn't, not I wouldn't put, I wouldn't put too much stock in that because that dude, Paul, is the worst. It's <laughs> not true. He's awful. <laughs> you mean, so, you mean Dark Paul? <laughs> Dark Paul returns. Dark Paul 2, Scholar Paul. of the First Sin. Dark Paul returns. There are some people that Joe just doesn't jive with. Funny Paul is one of them because Paul's the type of guy that just likes getting responses out of people because he finds it interesting. And so he'll act weird just because it'll end up being in his next play. Yeah. Paul's, Paul's a brilliant artist, but he is uh, he's not for everybody. It was like Troy's friend was Tom Green or something. Like it's not it's not amusing. <laughs> Like, he'd be hanging out with everybody, and he would just be an unbelievable asshole the whole time. I was like, this guy's the worst. And Troy's like, that's my friend, my good buddy. It's like, really? <laughs> All right. You that guy like kept that me guy? alive when I didn't have any money in grad school. He would buy me pizza. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he gave me the shirt off his back. Actually, he did. I didn't have a winter coat my first year in New York. I couldn't afford one. And he gave me this tattered old trench coat that I would wear with a disc man in the pocket listening to Ziggy Stardust on repeat. Uh, <laughs> and I would only switch it up to listen to the Flaming Lips. Those are the only two CDs oh, that no. I would listen to in the oh, winter no. in that coat that I wore until it fell off. So you were staggering around New York looking like a serial killer. But at least you had some good tunes in your pocket. You had some good tunes. Uh, so you watch your mouth when you talk about Paul. Dark Paul. He's better Dark than you want to be. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I think that that's I think that's what's happening here, you know. And, and and I shouldn't be worried because when I look back at the Androids finale, it's one of the best things I think we ever did. Talk about sticking the landing. I think that that was just a beautiful, a beautiful end to that story. And and as I start to see the end of this, even though I don't know how it's going to uh, shake out, who's going to be there, uh, and character wise and whatnot, I can see it, and I know it's going to be beautiful and very very different uh, from what we did with Androids. But there's just a part of me um that is uh it's definitely uh i can admit afraid of these final uh few not even just encounters like fighting but these final few set pieces so you are stalling 
I think so. I think so. I mean, is that what you just talked yourself around to? Well, no, the exact I'm just, thing the community suggested I, is correct. I, I'm no, but I'm not stalling because of like GCP 2.0. Yeah, because of business. Yeah, I'm not stalling because of business. We could yeah. end Giant Slayer tomorrow, and I know exactly what's going to. We have it ready to go. Uh, yes. What's happening after that? But like, uh, I'm. I think there's a part of me that it's really this push and pull. I really want to get through this. And even though we're spending so much time talking up top, I want to, I want to get into it and spend a little extra time this week because I don't want to lose, lose a week. But, uh, I think there's this other part of me that's just like, ah, put both, like I've got my foot on the brakes the whole time. Uh, cause, and then maybe there's an emotional part of me that doesn't want it to end. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I think that- by, by by foot on the brake, you mean like shielding the brake, like you're ready to hit it all the time. You're not actually hitting the brakes; you're just kind of like He's riding the, the scenery. I've got yeah, a big right, fat yeah. foot on both the uh, accelerator and the brake at the same time. <laughs> it's really destroying the, the vehicle, right? And I could have burnt out your pads, dude. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what's happening to the show. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what that smoke that smell is. <laughs> so. Anyways, just wanted to talk about all that. We have a lot going on. It's fun to it's fun to it's fun to chat. Uh, <laughs> the last month you fought this naga, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, can I just say something here? I feel I am trying to withhold my classic Joe O'Brien like first few years of the campaign rage. Uh, it's truly not there. I, I've, I've snuffed it down quite a bit uh, because in service of story, and I really do like the way things worked out with drawing the um, the failed will save to myself instead of to Metra. I think that we're all in a better position because Sir Will is confused and Metra isn't permanently confused and Metra isn't. But uh, that fight is so much faster if he's not confused. And that Naga is deadsville because there's only one thing. That he is built for, and that is burst single hit damage against evil creatures, where he just puts on a ton of damage. And so if he just wasn't confused, I'm like, he could have been in such a fantastic position to do a lot of damage to that creature without needing a full attack action, you know? So uh, I just, I'm super bummed at that. And I think that that contributed to the Naga getting away. It's just that there was, one of your characters was out of it the entire time, and it was the Paladin. Who can smite evil? So, actually, I think that speaks well of the the encounter design because at high level play, I feel like the, our, our big complaint is like everything's a full attack action, right? Like, it's right. like you stand and bang. But in this, because of the way the naga popped in and out of those baskets, like you weren't allowed a full attack action, so it did draw it out, but it also made it, you had to think of, we had to think a little more creatively. Yeah, like the it's, it's a cool spray, enemy. Yeah. But yeah, else? yeah, the chaos of the prismatic spray, I guess, is fun uh, for for people. I guess it's an interesting, like, they're just the pure chaos. You have no idea what's going to happen in the encounter. Uh, that that is that is interesting. But the I know I, I, I did like I did l- enjoy the encounter. What I'm just frustrated by is like, let's look back. I don't know, ten or fifteen episodes or so when we when Sir Will got knocked into the shoot. Like, that was an example of a fight where he's completely ineffective because we're fighting, like, beasts, right? Like, neutral beasts. And he's like, he can't do anything. There is no, there's, like, one more perfect enemy in all of existence than a naga for a paladin. You know what I mean? It's just like, this is the one that deserves my wrath, my justice. Uh, And so I was bummed to not be able to act normally more often. Yeah, letting the naga get away is so bad you know and you know that you know what she can do you know that if you rest 
then she gets to rest too. And, uh, and that's just knowing that she's out there watching you and it could strike at any moment, uh, is, is terrifying. You know, you could be caught in another battle and she shows up and just, Good night. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's real bad. And it didn't have to be that way, but for those, uh, roles under 50 against displacement. Baron had her dead to rights for two rounds. Uh, and Nestor as well had a couple that, uh, failed because of the 50% mischance. Brutal, brutal. But this is, this is where we're at. After you, uh, you know, started chasing her up there, uh, you left Sir Will behind because obviously he's still confused. And then you went to the next level. It's a room that looks uh, almost identical to the room where you fought the Naga and the room where you fought the Mithril Golem and the Water Elementals. Um, obviously, there's no baskets in that room. It's a big bookcase. Uh, and then another staircase leading up. At the end of the episode, Metra just went through the ceiling to go look at the next level. While you came to the realization that the Naga is gone, as in you're out of combat, you did find another room, uh, an observatory with a huge telescope and a domed ceiling, uh, outside which there is thunder and lightning and rain pelting the glass. But now you're separated from your party, and Sir Will is still permanently insane. What the hell do you guys want to do? We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see... We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. So I'm incorporeal for a total of ten rounds. Um... You want to see that room? I didn't yeah, show let's you see that room. Week. You know, I can, uh, I can show you that room. Or maybe I'll do the thing where only you can see it. Oh, I think that's what you did last week, right? Fancy. Yeah. But I didn't do it for this particular floor. Ooh, is that a telescope, or are you just sure happy to see is. me? Sure <laughs> is. A little bit of both. A little bit from column A. A little bit from column B. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's a telescope, and <laughs> you've got the stained glass ceiling. <laughs> The sound of rain pelting the glass, thunder peals in the background, and the telescope itself is on a massive wheeled trolley on tracks that runs uh, full circle around the room, so the operator can just at any point swing it around and look in any direction, with the exception of the direction that points to the northwest, which is a sort of narrow hallway leading to the northwest. Okay. I would like to first look at through the telescope at what was last. Just I'll just fly over the telescope and take a peek through. Fly over the telescope and peek through. You imagine if you ever could find a way to remove this thing from its tracks. You could sell it for a shit ton of gold. <laughs> 
but you do not know how to take this giant thing out. Um, it'd be like going to the Griffith, Griffith Observatory and being like, I'll take that, please, and just carrying that on your back down the Hollywood Hills. Um, Sounds like it'd be a good hike. Good workout. Uh, only Grant could pull off a feat of strength of that nature. You... Uh, you have oh, to God, my, fly up. A disc. <laughs> you have to like fly up to look through uh, the lens itself, and because you're just a tiny human, uh, I'm not a human, but tiny humanoid figure. Uh, it's like looking through a portal of a ship. It's not like putting your eye up to a, a small hole. And you look out, and you see all of Avistan below. It has a perfect, perfect view of everything below. In fact, uh, you know it's, it's, it's dark when you look up, and you know that it's raining, but when you look through here, all of that isn't visible. So there must be some sort of magical effect on this oh. telescope to allow you to see uh, perfectly clearly without any obscurities of light or weather conditions. Cool. Ooh, that's cool. So that's while, awesome. Yeah, while you look up and just see like, you know, rain coming down and see cracks. of When you look here, it looks like a beautiful clear day. No, not a cloud in the sky. And you see, uh, you know, all of Avastown below. Um, all right. I cannot interact with it because I am incorporeal. Um, but I will... Okay, next round I will fly over to the Northwest Passage to take a look through. I'll stand at the lip of the door. Okay. The threshold. What the hell is a lip of a door? I am very <laughs> sick of that. I'm sorry. <laughs> the old lip, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. I, last night, we were up, Kayla and I were up very, very late with the baby. And I was trying for the life of me to explain what it meant when my phone was not on silent. Like, I could not come up with the word to describe what it It's meant. a ringy. It's a ringy, ringy mode. I, I settled on noisy. My phone is on noisy. Uh, all right, so what round are you in out of how many rounds here? Uh, I think we had, what, two or three rounds for me to get up to this level mm-hmm. in la- last episode? Yeah, to be because you're still incorporeal, but you're yeah. not invisible, or you are invisible. No, I'm just incorporeal. Mm-hmm. I okay. believe there's also several of me, right? Do I still have me? Uh, do I still have a uh, mirror? I mean, yeah, there's a there are I, yeah. there's a whole bunch of me. They're all incorporeal. Okay, uh, you look down this uh, walkway. It's it's kind of like a suspended gallery. It's a long, narrow gallery, uh, and it's illuminated by a row of circular stained glass windows on each side of this hallway that continues to stretch to the northwest. And you look out the windows from where you're standing, and you see that this uh, sort of catwalk isn't the right word, but think in terms of catwalk, like you can see it, it hangs over the roof of the castle. But just up uh, to the north, uh, on, on the right side, if you were to walk through, you see that the, a huge gap has been blasted open by what looks like a tremendous impact on the eastern wall. And then you think back to what Renfall told you and what you saw. This was probably from the attack on Zephyr Hall um, when they mm-hmm. were bombarding it 
uh, with with rocks and whatnot to uh, take it over. Um, walking through here and in the observatory, just so you know, you are exposed. Okay. All right. I, I'm good. I'm going to go back. I'll, I'll <laughs> descend good. through the floor. Okay. I see, well, I lost. Are these, are these beds that I'm seeing in the, what you reveal on the map? No, those are the circular stained glass windows. Those are the windows. Okay. Yeah. And then the big hole there you see. Yeah. Um, okay. I will drop down through the floor, uh, tell Baron and Nestor that the Naga has escaped, and then let's go return to Sir Will. See what we can do with, uh, with that fellow. Escape? What do you mean? She disappeared. Can't find her. I can't detect her. There's no sign of her. She might have gone into a pocket dimension. Oh, come on, surely. You're better than that. Would you like to look? No, I can't. I'm not a super space wizard like you are. That's your job, is to do things like this in like, you know, when there's magic involved, you're the person we call to, you know, sort it out. This is not sorted. It's true, it's not sorted. That big magic snake is out there. You you saw what it did to the little fella. You could do that to any one of us. We've got to take care of this thing, you know? I used all of my, all the abilities I had at my, I had available, I can't speak. I used all the abilities, all the abilities I had to destroy it. It wasn't, wasn't enough. We'll see her again soon, I'm sure. And Nestor, Nestor spits and walks down the stairs. Oh, I'm sorry. Have I irritated you, Nestor Coin? Yeah, yeah, no, honestly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not you. But it's this thing. It's like it was impossible. This thing was impossible to 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 kill. So we we got to finish this thing off as it comes back. You know, the next day or two at a bad time. Saw that rainbow thing that it did. If it did, does that again, like you know, gods know what could happen. Mister, uh, could you head downstairs while I have a quick word with Metra? I'd like to give her an, a performance appraisal, if that's all right, all right. with you. But I'd right. like to do it in private. I agree with you, yeah, though. I'm not magical at all. I just like, yep. have certain expectations. You can do magic, and so that's all I'm saying. You're right. You're right, though. She she failed us. <laughs> <laughs> and then as Mister walks down the stairs, <laughs> as Mister walks down the stairs, Baron Baron waits and waits and is like. Listen, he's just insecure because he failed too. I failed. I had the chance to kill this thing a million times. Don't let him anger you, man. Lady, Metra, what are you? You're an enigma. Stop acting like a crazy lady. I was space wizard. I was staring right at Matthew's face when I said that, and I just saw the beautiful bearded man. Um, anyway, um... Metra, don't 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 let him get you down though. It's just, mm. you know, we're all we're all tense. I think uh I felt it try to take me over. I think it just like it did Nestor. It feels um violating to have your mind taken over like that. Like like what's happening to Will now. Oh yeah, we should see about him. Yeah. Well anyway, uh as you walk down the stairs, I think you should look real sad and upset. Like I, like oh. I really told you what for, okay? Okay, okay. Wait, should I, uh, should I be angry at you for this performance evaluation? Should I, like, know in my heart you were right, but also be, have reacted defensively? 
I think that your face is a landscape of emotions, and you can tell whatever story you need to when we get downstairs, Metra. All right. So when we walk downstairs, Metra's face is a landscape of emotion. <laughs> and if you were to look at it, you would probably guess that Baron gave her a talking to, and she might have made a few good points, but ultimately she knew Baron was right and had to accept the truth of his words and is going to endeavor to do better the next time. Sense but also, motive. if you really, really look, she's kind of pissed at Nestor. Sense motive. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you this, because what I'm not interested in doing is having Joe roll every six seconds to see <laughs> what Sir Will's state of mind is. But the reality is, he's permanently insane. He's volatile. I'm much more interested in role-playing that and role-playing how you're going to deal with that. So, Nestor, as you come down the stairs, you see Sir Will before... Uh, he sees you, we'll say. And, Sir Will, what, what is going on? How, do, how does this play out for you as, as you have summoned Lexington back? Lexington's been on a trip. He's got, like, a suitcase with a bunch of stickers on it, like an old Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Albuquerque and Timbuktu! Uh, what are you... What are you doing? You just once in a while punching Lexington, like punching yeah, yourself, punching Lexington, <laughs> shadow boxing Lexington. No, I think I think next Nestor comes downstairs, and if we leave it where where we left off last week, uh, if Nestor comes down, you know, in just a, a few minutes after, I think he sees Sir Will is trying to mount Lexington, but Lexington is like shying away and being uh, not being cooperative. He's just like, "What's wrong with you? Come on, get under here. They need our help." They need our help before we go below. And he's just like trying to get on Lexington and Lexington's kind of fighting him. But then but then he gives up uh, the fight and, and Sir Will manages to to uh, mount him. Uh, he gets on and he, he just he blinks his eyes and he looks around. He looks at you. And he's just like, yes, sir. Where are the others? We must continue on. Uh, they're on their way. Listen, how are you feeling, like, in this... If you were to characterize the next six seconds of your life, how would you do so? The next... My life. Yeah. Well, the current versus the next. Like, the current six seconds. You like, don't how are you need feeling? Worry. What do you have to choose towards me and the dog? At this towards, moment. Towards you and the dog. Yeah. You in particular. Nesta, I... I am concerned, if I'm honest. Uh, I'm concerned that you perhaps may not know the weight of your actions. There are mm. times when even sinking to do something so terrible as you have done just now will not avail you the sort of pleasure you seek. Right, I could go either way. Uh, what do you think about the dog? The dog. The dog is uh, extremely uncooperative, and uh, if he does not get in line, we will have to resume discipline training. Listen, mate, we don't have a lot of time. You have been... Of course we don't. The people of Trunau need us. So, when do we get there? I'm just going to keep talking to you until you become lucid. Uh, You've been (laughs) affected by some sort of uh, magical effect, and you've you've gone uh, bonkers. Uh, it's not I possible, I'm afraid. I am protected by... Just going to keep talking. By... And he looks around. I feel fine. 
Right, okay. But you realize that in certain moments, you go completely insane. And he's just like, kind of like creeping up, stepping up like slowly. And it's just like, I propose that, uh, and again, just going to keep talking until some of this gets through, that we uh, tie you up so that you are safe. You're, you're not a danger to up. yourself or to us. No, no. And he pulls back and he pulls on the reins of Lexington and like drops him back a few steps. Listen. No, not possible. Dog. Sheriff. Dog. Sheriff, he's trying to take me. Dog, you're, you're on my side, from aren't you? Right at this moment, I think uh, Metra and Baron are walking down the stairs, the, the circular stairs wrapping down the tower. So we're up at an elevated angle watching this. Sheriff, um, it has happened. Della, he has turned. He has turned against us. And he starts, like, creeping back. Now, now, Sir Will, it's not every day I get to say this. I happen to agree with Nestor in this moment. It would be best for everyone if you relaxed and let us take the reins. What? That's all I'm asking for. I'm not asking... Why are you speaking to me as if I'm a fool? You will not take the reins? Certainly not. No, this man is... He has tricked me. He has tricked all of you. Once... Once we were... We were going to delve deep, deep into the tomb. But now... Now he's trying to stop it. We must get there. We must get there soon. Sir Will. Look into your heart. If you can. Have I ever given you a reason to not trust me? There is only one reason to trust you, Sheriff. One reason... What's that? And he just sort of stares off into the distance for a second. And he comes back. He's like, When we walk together, we walk alone. That is what you've always said. <laughs> he pulls out a sword. Shing. Oh, boy. Roll oh. Backing away, and he's pointing at <laughs> Nestor. Like, I'm backing serious. away. Sir Will, roll a will save. Oh, 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 oh. All right. Oh, I love this. I want to see artwork of this, like the poor, <laughs> the poor little halfling, just the fear in his eyes. Uh, Twenty six. Right, nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> so just, and he shakes his head. It was a long shot. But you what see, Master you're trying, casting something though as you you're shake. You're trying it off. your mind tricks on me. I don't have as mind it, tricks. As that happens and as that fails, you see a full round action pass. And Baron uses targeting to shoot the weapon out of his hand. Oh, boy. (laughs) That is a use of grit. I will use it off of my sheet. You just see from this higher angle. And he'll use, you know, he'll he'll just, he's walking down the stairs to get within like 40 feet. So we'll change that on the map. And I'll tell you, if you get any save, I don't think you do. (laughs) Well, it's an attack roll, right? Yeah. Yep. This is against um, uh, it's attack roll at a okay, penalty so I'll, or something. I'll roll to hit within forty feet of you. I'll put on halfling bane. <laughs> Give myself a little bonus. <laughs> Give myself a little bum bum. <laughs> um, that is a thirty-five against touch AC. <laughs> yeah. So he he has the sword out. He's backing up, and then twang! This bullet hits his mailed fist and the sword within it uh, and he drops it to the ground and he's just like they've taken you 
they've taken you all and he starts like riding away like into the castle into the into the lower floor like fleeing and you can see lexington is bucking bucking at him and he's obviously i'm gonna roll a ride check uh to see if he if he stays on uh 27 so yeah he stays on and he just starts going out of the room no you don't you disappear off of lexington's back because <laughs> oh. I banish, I banish you into an interdimensional maze. Just, just <laughs> In ten minutes, you'll be back, and hopefully, you'll be calmer. <laughs> no save. <laughs> that'll that'll calm his emotions, <laughs> his mental strife. Looks I find like being banished around. to another dimension often <laughs> calms me down. You know what? We all need a break from this castle. <laughs> Oh, maybe the international dimension, the uh, the other dimension is like a waiting room in an auto parts shop <laughs> with like a like a broken TV and like maybe that would calm him down. Maybe he likes that. Yeah, maybe he likes that. No, I'll just say real quick in this extra dimensional space, he is just. Uh, he, he looks around, he sees that he's lost Lexington, uh, and he just starts, like, wailing kind of in anger, and he starts, like, pounding on any walls he sees and is running, and is just, like, really losing it. Uh, yeah. Well, we, we can take these guys. ten minutes to now arrange ourselves so we can surround him and perhaps prevent him from escaping and also talk him down when he returns. While Sir Will is gone... Baron pulls jerky out of his pocket and says, Come here, Lexington. Come here. Come here. And he trots over. Lexington knows what's up. Yeah. And he's just feeding him and like, I'm sorry, this is... He's talking to Lexington like he understands, even though he can't respond. Like anyone would talk to a dog. It's not his dog, but it's his friend's dog. He knows him well. Lexington, I'm, I'm sorry. We'll get him right. Um, just help us. Wrangle him up if you know. You, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever seen a sheepdog, but same idea, basically. And Baron's plan is to continue to, like, shoot any weapon out of Sir Will's hand so that if he attacks, he just has to use his fists. He knows, like, that would pose less danger to him, to us, to everyone. Um, and then he informs uh, Nestor and Metro of these plans and says, like, after he's disarmed, what do y'all want to do? Why do, I, just, I remember on my sheet that I have the lyre of building. So while he's gone, Metro maybe will will we'll strum the lyre and build a little like wall, a masonry wall that surrounds where Sir Will was with an open doorway, so he can only go one direction, and that way we can kind of contain him and and then disarm him, whatever we need to do. I mean, yeah. he's effectively disarmed. Uh, if yeah, he's disarmed. His sword and lance are both in the room with you. Oh, great. So we'll coll- I guess we'll collect those. Nestor, uh, Nestor's planning on tackling him and hog-tying him. <laughs> it's a probably the only option. You know, trying to talk him down, those words are only going to reach him 25% of the time. Well, that um, was what I was hoping to do, was say, like, get to that one, one quarter of the time when he's lucid and say, like, hey quickly like you know what's happening let me tie you up before you go crazy again oh, i like that but, yeah but if that doesn't work then i'm just gonna i'm gonna hog time and i was following skid's lead just trying to go like the like softer way towards talking him into just like giving up as he was lucid so i i, I was getting what skid was putting down 
So I was hoping he would, like, voluntarily in that moment realize how messed up his situation was. In those moments of clarity, like, maybe he had a memory of what happened prior. So, What's that movie where they're, it's a very sad moment, they're, like, tackling someone and, and, and they're, tie, they're tying them up or, like, holding them down. Uh, they're, I think they're, they're going... They're they're losing it, and the their loved one is like just they can't watch. It's a real emotional scene. It's something recent. Fisher King? No, not the Fisher Air King. Uh, I can <laughs> just picture Express. this guys on the ground going no, no, and it's so sad that they have to do it. Are you thinking? Are, are you, you thinking, thinking of beautiful one mind? flew over the cuckoo's nest? No, I mean that was the first one I thought, but this isn't it. It's much. A star is born, sad. starring Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. No, I can't remember, but I imagine that's what this is going to be like. Because he might say, "Like, okay, do what you got to do," and then a second later, it's don't, don't leave me alone. It's just really sad. Yeah. So ten uh, minutes pass, and boom, you appear. He returns, but he's in a now. He's in a walled box, basically. Like it's it's open. There's an open doorway that we can talk to him through, but he can only go out that one way. I have returned. They spoke to me there. They told me. They told me of your treachery! <laughs> and he's like right. wide-eyed and he comes like trying to struggle out of the door. Alright, I'm gonna tackle him and try to tackle Lexington! Him. Help me against these foes! And Lexington, like with Nestor, just like jumps on we, Sir Will. We yeah. dark pile. Yeah, and Lexington just like me. BAM! Like nails uh, Sir Will down with his paws and yeah. And he's just like fighting against it. I tried okay. to cast whole monster on you, by the way. That's what I was, I was like. Maybe there's a way to restrain you with, where you can allow, we can talk to you and you'll yeah. eventually hear us. It's yeah. so I thought about giving myself, saves, a, though. It's yeah, so I thought about giving that, myself yeah. a penalty. I just don't know what that penalty would be. And yeah. his saves are so high. Um, so, uh, all right. So I'm just going to roll a couple times here, just in general, uh, just, just to check. Yeah. But, I'm trying to so, do everything yeah, I can to not have you guys roll initiative. I think it's better, it's more fun to kind of free, free play this a little bit because we yeah, know what the round, result's going to be. I'm right, just curious if you're going to hurt any of them. Right. The rather than round by round, I'm just going to kind of do minute by minute or something like that. And, and, uh, just, we get it's resolved. So well, I rolled a 40 I, on my CMB. Uh, that's good. And then I rolled a, a 93. So I'm just going to say, you know, he's still, <laughs> he's still fighting. He's just still, ah, ah. um, and then, you know, once you have him down, you just have to maintain with a plus five bonus, I think. And then you could pretty much hog tie him. Uh, and then I rolled a 92. So yeah, he's still fighting. He's just fighting while Nestor is tackling him. And then I imagine yeah. the rest of you, uh, help him hog tie Sir Will. Oh, God. Horrible. The wall of force is gone, which is nice. That's only rounds per level, and it wasn't made permanent, thankfully, so you don't have to use teleport uh, to get through there. But with Sir Will uh, hogtied and and subdued, even resting isn't going to remove this condition. Uh, you do have a, a couple more rooms on that previous floor because remember you beat the Mithril Golem and then you went over and used the gloves of reconnaissance on that door to the north and saw that it led to an outside platform that kind of turned off to the right with another large building um, but you were like fuck that I don't want to get knocked off into the open air and then you listened at another door just near there and you realize that one led outside as well but you don't know where maybe another way around you can't tell um, that's all that's left on that previous floor and then there's several staircases and then that hidden ladder uh, that you guys found that Metra went up on 
So where, where are you at right now? Do you, do you need to rest? You know what the ramifications of that are, but you also know how badly you may be hurt after back-to-back fights. I mean, we definitely need to heal. Yeah, we need to heal. So how do we want to play that with Sir Will? I mean, he's down ha- half of his HP and has plenty of healing magic. Um, you know, do we just want to say that... I mean, at a certain point, odds are he's going to become lucid for enough time to sort of understand why he's tied up. But like, yeah, I mean, if we cast some heal spells, like, I don't... Surely there'll be a six-second period where we can explain, and you'll understand. Yeah. And then uh, several six-second periods later where you could channel or whatever you need to do. Do you need your hands to channel? Yes, you do. You need to brandish your holy symbol. Uh, you need to present your holy... Well, you can just lay on hands. Um... Yeah, it's a tough situation. We also need to figure because he can't rest really. So we need to figure. We need maybe maybe you don't need the hog time. Maybe maybe there's a way. I disagree. I disagree. (laughs) I'm not saying it's not done now. I'm just saying maybe you can undo it. Like once he is subdued. And then has a few lucid moments, and you can explain to him, maybe then it's just a matter of in the less lucid moments, you know, uh, I think that he could not be so aggressive against you, but just be confused. You know what I mean? Um, though, I get what you're saying, like mechanically. It's tough, book, mechanically. It's always like, he's attacking yeah. and Do damage himself. to yourself. Yeah, because yeah. that's a combat Yeah, thing, I don't yeah. think, in fact, I think it's not enough to tie him up. I think we need to beat him unconscious, <laughs> just to be certain. Because otherwise he could really hurt himself. It's the only way he can truly rest is if you do enough non-lethal damage or lethal uh, to bring him to zero uh, or negative one so he falls unconscious and then let him just let him sleep it off and then he'll regain his level plus con and hit points and you can start your next journey. Hang on. He can I rest. Know. There's can no rest. reason. There's no reason. Yeah, exactly. Like, that oh. restful sleep. He'll <laughs> eventually yeah. sleep. But the... Um, but what do we want to do about healing? Troy, are you all right with him using healing magic to heal the party? Uh, yeah, for sure. Because every once in a while, he's going to do that. But how does it work? You have to you have to somatic components? Uh, he just has to uh, lay on. Well, channel energy would be better. I don't want to uh, be awful, but I don't think he can. Do you know what I mean? Because if I, if you were to untie yourself to be able to cast those spells, then in those moments you're going to be attacking yourself, attacking them. Um, I, I'd say I let you lay on lay, lay on hands to yourself because you could still like, well, tied up, go. Yeah, you know, or like uh, you can even lay hands on them, but casting might be tricky. You can talk me into it. I just think it's going to be hard. It's not a somatic component channeling. It's just you just have to present the holy symbol. Yeah, channeling so, you should okay, be Okay, then to. fine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't provoke attacks of opportunity, so it's not like a spell. Yeah, um, I don't want to hamstring you too much. I just want to try and... It's a supernatural ability. Without digging into the every six seconds rolling, I want to just try and stay loyal to that. Okay. Uh, well, then, uh, I'll, I'll do channel... Just everybody put yourself at full. If we're going to rest, I have so many... Um, Let's say I don't know that we want to rest. It it would be better if we could expend those healing. Yeah. Okay. We could do it. Uh, Let's do it off air real fast. Great. All right. That will. uh, Well, I'm not all the way full, but Metra and Baron, you guys are all the way full. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I I use six channels to lay on hands. Uh, So I still have a few more for today, but uh, I'm still down a few HP, and Sir Will is bound. (sighs) Is he walking? 
Is Lexington free or is he bound on top of Lexington? Like, well, that's kind of fun. <laughs> trotting along. <laughs> Throw you over the top of Lexington like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> yeah. That's how that's no, Red said, Dead Redemption 2. I'm too. okay now. <laughs> truly. Truly, I feel fine. No, don't listen to him. I still think <laughs> we should beat him unconscious. <laughs> well, think I mean, about this. As long as a dog doesn't object. Think about this here. Like, is your plan to just trot along and if you get into combat... How are you going to release him? Or are you just going to let him stay tied up and hope for the best? I think uh, here's a possible solution. I can cast Fly on Sir Will. We'll tie a note to his body explaining the situation. And then we just drop him out the moon door and hope that there's a high-level cleric below. Want to take a vote? (laughs) (laughs) You and I will abstain. Yeah. (laughs) You could just randomly drop out of the sky in Galarian and land near... A 17th level cast. That's literally true. <laughs> I mean, we'll explain as such on the note that you, that you were a knight. You were, you were, you were a, a, a godly knight who needs the assistance of a high-level caster. <laughs> I think Nestor would vote no for the reason that he wouldn't want to waste the fly spell. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Or the note, or the ink, or, or the, the ink. <laughs> paper to write the. <laughs> so yeah. did we? Did we talk about this? Is is there a way that Renfall could help us here? Like I can't remember if he has any powers beyond. So like, uh, reciting the menu at Denny's. <laughs> you need. You need at this point. You would know. You need greater restoration, heal, limited wish, miracle, or wish. You wish now that you took uh, limited wish, Matthew. Uh, I don't actually. Uh, you made it very clear when I was when that, that option uh, came up that it would not go my way, considering the uh, the ability of the GM to influence what happens. Not, not a big Troy spell, uh, but I'm no. working on it. Uh, I've never seen. Uh, I've never been in a game where any of those spells were cast. I've, I've just never played restoration. High level. You've, so, been a, you've seen greater restoration in play. Haven't I've you? seen greater restoration. Haven't you? I don't you? think so. We've I had regular so. restoration, but. Uh, yeah. But limited wish, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Is it very GM-y? It's like, whatever the GM thinks is a good wish for you to wish for. Well, there, there are specific examples laid out in the text, but but yeah. yeah. Well, what's nice is, like it says, duplicate any non-sorcerer or wizard spell of 6th, 5th, 4th level or uh, okay. lower. And so, for example, Greater Restoration is one of those spells. Yes, but then there's the the bullet point. Produce any other effect whose power level is in line with the above effect, such as a single creature automatically hitting on its next attack or taking a minus seven penalty. Anyway, it just felt felt like I wouldn't get the the most out of that spell. I don't like Matthew getting creative, uh, so I think you made the right choice. Uh, Weird things happen when he starts getting creative. Uh, But Greater Restoration is a seventh level cleric oracle shaman. Or, or shaman spell uh, cleric oracle or shaman spell so you kind of have to rely on A is Renfall one of those things uh, do we have any evidence of that? I was like going to say or B does he have access to at least be able to do that and or, or any of those other spells wish limited wish miracle um, miracle is cleric oracle uh, this is a phenomenal idea Skid because he is absolutely going to be able to do this. A hundred percent. Because he is an absolute badass. And if I'm not mistaken, doesn't he play the harp? Uh, he pr- doesn't he, he play the harp? He was uh, in the E Street Band, actually. As yeah. their <laughs> so harpist. Clarence He's Boyer. definitely a cleric. Like, <laughs> if you were playing a harp, 
You're a cleric. Or is he a bard? Well, he is, by his initial introduction, he is a priest of Gozrid and chief cloud engineer. I imagine he became a very high-level chief of Gozra before he became a cloud engineer. Oh, he's a I priest. Know. A priest of Gozra. Yeah. Yeah. Surely. Surely he would have some insight, or at least some coupons for the early bird special. I kind of feel like <laughs> that uh, he uh, screwed himself over by building this castle in defiance of the god's will flying above the ground like this. So he got what he deserved. And we should just <laughs> give up. This is so interesting. I'm reading Limited Wish, and you said the Greater Restoration is a seventh level spell. And I'm like, well, the highest level that you can duplicate with Limited Wish is a sixth level spell. So I'm just like, why is it even listed in that thing? And then all the way at the bottom of Limited Wish, it says, undo the harmful effects of many spells, such as insanity. And it picks that (laughs) one out specifically. Yeah. I guess they were just meant to be balanced as an offsetting sort of uh, thing. But Wow. You know, so if he is a cleric, you're hoping he's of a level that can cast the spells that you need. Um, I mean, cleric would be great because then he can, even if he doesn't have access to it, he could the next day uh, but because he's so volatile can we just call a, yeah can we just call him hey, be like Renfall hey. well the times you've seen him is when you've come upon things that were important to him uh, alright let's go to the restaurant in his former him, life <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're kind of just hoping that you stumble <laughs> upon that um, but what do you do with Sir Will do you kind of do the thing where you know, I let you pre-buff anything that's minutes or hours, but if you want to pre-buff something that's rounds, you've got to do it and then open the door. So you do, do you do that with Sir Will? You kind of keep him tied up and then like, oh, we're going to go into this next room. Untie him, open the door, and hope for the best. Because if it, you're if you walk into a room and you enter combat, somebody's got to take a full round action to untie Will. And I would say a full round action is enough to do it. I have a I have a possible solution to this problem. I this let's let's have some fun here. This is bad. This is bad. I would I would grant that with uh, Grant's profession. Well, you have profession fisherman, Grant. Yes, I knew that would come back. He would know some knots. He would know some creative sailors' knots. Hell yeah, I would. And if he could tie a knot, they could get that I could pull with a mage hand. Standard action. Standard action mage hand to free will in combat. Well, you know what we need, Grant. Would you please give me a profession fisherman role? <laughs> wow. Market dude. Episode 312. <laughs> the other get option. Get that spider poison out. Get that, get that spider poison out. <laughs> and if Sir Will gets out of line, you always have the spider poison. Right. The centipede poison, right? An- <laughs> another option, Grant, just throwing it out there. You know that through that door to the north leads to the outside. You could just cast a fishing rod over there and see if you catch a cleric that can cast greater restoration. Right. <laughs> I want to congratulate you in the uh, now closing in on almost a decade of my knowing you. I think this is the uh, greatest showing of personal growth I've ever seen. (laughs) Uh, Finally, finally, profession fisherman. I could have been a muckraker. That's what rag blood tusk wanted me to be. Could have been a muckraker. No, not a muckraker. Stable 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 mucker. Stable mucking. Y'all right. I wasn't a journalist. (laughs) I wasn't a journalist trying to. Anyway, I will remember that moment when, when. and Troy literally leaned across the table and be like, how about you, dwarf? Stable monkey. Stable monkey. <laughs> the rest of my life. <sighs> the, other, the other thing to, to, to entertain is, is a Sir Will that is 75% of the time actively useless or harmful to the party more useful than one that's just tied up and waiting in the corner? Share your thoughts. 
I, I, uh, yeah, I, I want to hear your he thoughts. Is. Yeah. I think that he is because I actually think just the nature of his build and everything, I feel like he can't really do a lot of damage to nearly anyone without actively taking multiple steps. Like, just swinging doesn't really do much for him. And you guys, with the exception of Nestor, I mean, all being good or neutral, he just can't deal out a lot of damage to you. So I think even if he's hitting you, you're talking about maybe single digits of damage uh, if he if he attacks you. Um, also, if you he, get hit by the enemy, you, by the rules of confusion, you'll attack the enemy. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, hoping for that, like, 25% chance that I can act normally one round and get off a smite evil. You know what I mean? And then just, like, mm-hmm. go in and attack. I, I, those to that to me is worth it because um, I really don't think the negative effects would would affect you guys that much. You've swayed the sheriff's opinion. Here comes the much vaunted, much anticipated <laughs> profession fisherman roll. Come on, plus nine. Well, no, hold on, hold on. No, it's already in the box. I understand, but here's how I think we should do it. Troy, you tell me. Okay, this isn't a situation where you're like, box. I can't get the knot. Like, I think you have to just say what it is. Troy has the DC in his head. Mm-hmm. You use, and we don't know if the knot's going to unpull or not in one shot until we're in there. You know what I mean? Oh, that's kind of fun. <laughs> what'd you, uh, what'd you roll, Grant? Baron feels confident, but is not certain, as Joe has just pointed out, that this will work. Rolled an 18 on the die for a 27. Ooh. Okay. That, that, feels, that feels pretty good to me. That, that feels good to me. Is a pretty good knot. It's a damn good knot. That you feel like it might be the knot you need. I love it. I love it. Uh, the not uh, you need should be the episode the title. Not you, not you need. <laughs> or just the not.com. It also works for me. The not you need. Uh, I love it. <laughs> but you just might find. Not that you need. Not what you want. Oh, yeah. Is there a children's choir walk up around the corner? (laughs) Dress of time. You might find the not that you need. (laughs) All right. So, Sir Will uh, has spasmodically healed himself and all of you. Uh, you've tied him up in this exquisite knot uh, that brings you back. Uh, Aaron, you're like to your days on. along the shores uh, with the uh, with the mountain river esque. The river esque, yes, and on the chalice. That's devil. right. He's been, the- he's been tied up for enough time now that you uh, that he's he's stopped struggling constantly, and in, and he's had a couple lucid moments. You know where you've said, told him what's going on. And now you're working on this very specific knot, and he's not fighting you at all. In fact, as you get close to him, Baron, you you can you hear like a, a slight sniffle, and then you look and you see that there's tears running down his face, and they're sort of like dripping off the edge of his nose, and he's just and his eyes are closed, and he's just going, "I, I felt, I felt the wall," like to himself. Baron places the palm of his hand on the back of Sir Will's head and puts his forehead right against him at an angle and is looking eye to eye with him. You haven't failed anyone, Sir Will. I know you're in there. And we're going to get you back in control and back on the path of the righteous. It's a very touching, but I don't see how this is better than knocking him out unconscious. 
Well, I uh, think anyone, even if they're compromised, has a right to defend themselves in a potential battle. Silly as it may seem, we got to give Sir Will that right. Can I get one in, though? That one good one. Uh, we'll when am I going to get this chance again? Sir Will, come on. Be a sport. Wait, what was I supposed to do? Let, no, let never you mind. knock me it's out? It's <laughs> <laughs> All right, wherever you guys want to go. I'm, I'm following behind. Um, so what do we rule that the gloves of reconnaissance do work? I would, So maybe if that's the case, yeah. then I would, let's look through the doors to the east. Yeah, so I... I I can't remember, but if yours, you were saying uh, that uh, you it's not checked on there, like I know you used it to look to the north, but then you didn't have the use to look to the east, but you think you may have rested after the Gigas fight. Um, so you finished the Gigas, went there. I, I can't remember, but you're pretty good about marking your stuff. So you want to look out the uh, the doors to the east here on the floor. It's actually in the room where you fought the Abyx Gigas. Yeah. Okay. So I press my gloved hands up against up against the doorway. Okay. You place your gloved hands on that door. And you see on the other side of it a small empty platform. Hmm. However, from that vantage point, you have a much better view of the space to the north because you see that open platform to the north that you know exists that you have not explored turns to the right and there are a set of double doors leading into what looks like a shrine well that sounds promising yeah you can see that from uh from like looking up into the up into the left. Oh, great! Yeah, let's go. Let's go through the door. Let's go through the, the doors to the north. The doors to the, to the north. All right. So, show me how you guys are approaching this door. Obviously, everything's a lot more tentative because of the Sir Will situation. Then we send in Sir Will first, obviously. Right. Just <laughs> slap Lexington's butt and he's yeah. <laughs> <something. laughs> <laughs> Get out see a giant dragon just come forward and snatch him off Sir Will. Lexington's back. Well, some problems take care of themselves, don't they? Close the door. Okay. Um... Should someone be... Did, uh, I guess Baron can hold on to the reins of uh, Lexington to move him forward if Metro and Nestor want to take the door, or I can take... I don't. It doesn't really matter to me. I'm just thinking of how to handle best. Baron, uh, I think you're already outside, yep, so you ran out there? <laughs> I, well, I thought we took the eastern doors, so we get a look oh, at Oh, I'm the, sorry. No, the, it was through the eastern doors. The eastern was just a small platform, but we were able to see the shrine that we could access from the northern doors. Oh, I see. Oh, I thought we were going to go through those doors to get a look at the shrine. I thought that was what was happening. Oh. Oh, well, I can tell you, Skid, just in case it's not clear here from the map, that you see, you can see the shape of the building. You don't think you'd be able to see anymore by walking out there. Um, Just looking out, you can see that the platform to the north leads to a walkway that leads east uh, to a building that is about... 
oh, 55 feet long, and it looks like a square, 55 feet long building uh, that has uh, religious iconography that makes you think like it's some sort of shrine. Okay, that sounds promising. Yes, if Let's you're go. looking for Renfall, this 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 could be uh, the type of place where he would be. All right, so why I don't I stand back with Sir idea. Will, and I can all, I can also just try to pull the knot with my hand as a move action. Um, so I'll stand back with with Will and Lexington, and you you guys want to open the door? Yeah, um, Baron's happy to use his perception to look for traps, but of course. Nestor, the expert trap finder, is also welcome to take a peek if he wants. Right, please. Thank you. Uh, that is a 38 for traps. It's more perceptive than Baron's roll. Uh, you do not see any traps, and it appears to be unlocked. Open the doors. You open the doors, and it leads out to this open-air plaza that turns to the right to this satellite building that appears to be a shrine set of double doors lead into there. You do not see any creatures on this platform. You look up to the skies and still rain beats down. Let's go. I love this scene. Baron <laughs> blows it so much. Baron readjusts his hats so that the water is collecting on the brim and just seeking off the top. It's like a scene out of Road uh, to Perdition. Like all those like outdoor <laughs> yeah. raining scenes yeah. where Tom Hanks is yeah. wearing that big hat. And unforgiving, like, too. Yeah. The plenty yeah. of rip- pouring rain scenes. Yeah, yeah. Or Roadhouse. Or Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> also road ha- Roadhouse. <laughs> all right, so Baron uh-huh. steps out first. Big platform. The platform is larger than this building, it appears. Uh, yep. And as he's walking, uh, we're going to do this slow and careful, looking for traps, and I'm going to detect alignment for any auras of um, evil, let's just say, um, as we walk along. Okay, and that's 60 feet. Yep. So I can wrap around here. Okay. Uh, moves up close to the center and he's going to stay clear away from the edges um okay and who's following behind are you just letting him kind of go solo uh Nestor will be about 15 20 feet behind bow out scanning okay Baron is now so paranoid he's pulling out the broom of flying and saying follow me to it and he sees a floating broom right behind him. Sorry, Sir Will. Sir Will looks up at the sky and just opens his mouth. He's just letting the rain pour into it. A seagull shits in it. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. It really would have changed the Shawshank Redemption dramatically. <laughs> what have been an amazing moment. Bum, bum, bum. No, I, I. <laughs> All right, so Baron has trotted up to uh, the main part of the platform. You see just a sheer drop off the edge of this. You haven't been uh, in many open air areas of the castle, um, but you know what the threat is. Uh, the winds are gusting. Like 21 miles an hour. Uh, oh, that's 
very specific. Yeah. I don't like that at all. <laughs> Just it's the first number. I wanted to think of a, a, a an age for it to be able to drink. A new perception on the sky. Sure. Uh, thirty-four. Thirty-four perception. Um, it's it's hard to see upwards to the rain because it's pouring, and so you look, and it's the rain's beating you in the eyes. It's clouds, cracks of thunder. You don't see anything. You're smart enough to know that it's probably just your mind playing tricks on you, but there there seems to be shapes flying up above in the clouds. Are we in the clouds, or they're just above us? They're just above you. I mean, they're above you and all around you, but I don't think it's like you're in an airplane where you can't see five feet in front of you. You can see, you have visibility, but the clouds sort of surround you. If you look down off the edge, uh, you don't see see Avastan below like you did when uh, Metro was looking through the telescope. You just see cloud cover. Okay. Move quickly. Go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I suggest we stay in a group. Get close. Um, and Baron gets to the center of the platform and then begins moving east towards the doors in front of him. He'll do a general perception check uh, before he gets too far. Um, that is going to be at 35. 35. Okay. Um, you don't hear anything besides the sound of the rain. Uh, the rest of the party is about mm, 15 feet away from you, uh, to the south, a little bit to the west, uh, 20 feet away. Do you guys go up to Baron, or you let him say solo there? Uh, I'm going to go wherever Metro goes. I'm going to hang back. Yeah, we'll hang back. Yeah. Well, let's, okay. move, let's like keep moving, because I don't want to yeah, be yeah. out here exposed for too long. Okay. Yeah. Let's get to the door. Baron, uh, uh, you, move, you keep moving forward? Yep. Okay. Uh, 15 feet away from the door is still detecting all that jazz. Okay. When you looking for traps, perceiving, I'm going to move you back ever so slightly because, uh, you were perceiving the, the whole way you were keeping your, uh, detect evil active. Uh, Nestor then would be about 20 feet behind you. Uh, and then the rest of the party, Metro and Sir Will closer to where the, uh, the walkway turns into a platform. Roll a perception check. Um, 36. 36. Okay. So you stand there. You're still detecting evil. And you notice the doors of the shrine are starting to open. Oh. And as they start to open, you detect evil. What do you do? Uh... I ready. Can I, do I just ready an action? Uh, you can take a standard action. Okay, standard action. I move the gloves of. Well, this isn't a standard action. This should be a free action. I free action moves the the gloves of silence to my lips, and that allows me to whisper to the rest of the group. The door's opening, and there's an evil creature walking out. Steal yourselves. Okay. Um, and I will. I could, I'll tell you this, you can do standard or move. I'm basically giving you a surprise round. Right. As the foremost. Then I, can I see the, the creature yet? I Not just yet. know that his presence yep. is there. I'm going to ready an action to fire at it as soon as I can identify what it is then. Okay. Bursting through the doors are three cloud giants. Oh! Oh, oh no. Uh, they wouldn't get that close to you. 
uh, but you see the doors fly open and three cloud giants come rushing out. Oh, no. Baron, take your ready to action. Okay, we'll attack the uh, northeasterly one okay. uh, first. Here we go. That's going to hit with a 15 on the die. We're talking about Giants Bane, the boys' yeah. specialty. Here it comes. Um, 40 points of damage on the first Ooh. shot. Those are good rolls. 40 points of damage. Roll for initiative. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, Ooh. man. Oh, man. Ooh. Here we go. Here we go. All right, Baron, what is your roll? 29. 29, Ooh. Sir Will. Four. Four. <laughs> the <laughs> die are really following the narrative here. <laughs> Do you have the entangled condition? <laughs> uh, Metra. Actually, I, I should put on, like, the pin condition. <laughs> yeah, I rolled a three, so I used my Dimension of Time uh, planar infusion to re-roll that, as I can do once per day, and rolled a natural five. So my, I have a 14. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, Nestor. Uh, 31 for Nestor. That's, that's better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Three cloud giants. You've fought these guys before come running out. You know they use fog clouds. They use, they use obscuring mist. Now with these winds, the good news is if they start doing that, you know they're going to be gone within a round. And that's why I said 21 miles per hour. Uh, I had a feeling that or ranged attacks, some some mechanic. Uh, when you were like 21, I was like, there's a mechanical reason for that number. <laughs> Baron, you also know that they have at least 15 feet of reach and you're 15 feet away from both of these guys. Now luckily a five-foot step would put you at 20-foot range. You assume that will be okay. Uh, but let's see what happens. Round one, Nestor coin. Okay. Nestor, <laughs> yeah, the minute the door opened, he's just like, boom, like he's, he's got it, and he heard from Baron. He's got his bow trained right on the gap there, and he unloads a full attack against the one that Baron just shot. Uh, first attack is a... 41 to hit. Yes, that is a hit. <laughs> okay. Uh, 57 <laughs> points of damage. Jeepers! <laughs> oh, Baron wait. will take an attack of opportunity as soon as Nestor is done resolving nice. his action to help him distribute his damage as needed. Great, and where they haven't acted yet, that won't provoke. And yep. 12 additional points of damage for my sneak attack. Okay. Uh, second attack. Before you take that attack, let me resolve the attack of opportunity, target of opportunity. Um, will that take away my ability to take a swift action on my turn? What kind of action is it? Is it an immediate it? action? It is. Um, Joe, you usually have a decent handle on it. Immediate action, yes. Action it will take away your swift action next turn. I yes. will not take that attack then. Okay. Nestor, fire away. Okay. Uh, second attack. Ooh, Natty 17. Uh, 48 points of damage. Okay. Uh, third attack. Uh, 30 to hit. Uh, 30 is a hit. 44 more points of damage. All right, and the first cloud giant is dead. Yes! <laughs> We're old hands at this now. Yes. Who, need, uh, who needs Sir Will? <laughs> Do you still have uh, some attacks, Nestor? Yes, I have one more, uh, but I don't have... 
study target on this one. So I'll take that off. It's going to be a tough one. Uh, that's a miss. That's a miss. All right. Uh, between Baron's opening shot and Nestor's volley, the first cloud giant comes running out and is lit up and falls to the ground. Baron, you rolled second highest, so you go next. Yeah, I'll baby. Get, get out of here with this. Based on my um, understanding of them, I'm currently within range of their attacks. They have not attacked yet. Um, and I'll, so I'll be going as they're flat-footed even. Uh, I'll take a five-foot uh, step that way. Will that person... i got to take this guy out. Uh, because otherwise that person will be able to five-foot step and take a full attack action against me, right? You would think so, yeah. You're 20 feet away now. And that's the that's the risk. Um, you could do okay. a full move and take one shot, or stand there and hope for the best. I'll do the full move and take one shot. But I'll spread it out a little bit. Be about 15 feet away from the edge of the platform. Um, so they have to make decisions, and I will take a single shot against this giant. I get it, man. That is, you, you'd probably get him, but a misfire puts you in a very, very bad position. I think you're playing the long game here. Uh, you know, so that, that's it's a marathon, smart. not a sprint. Yeah, yeah. And they could they could crit on any of those attacks, and every time you get to roll, that scares me. Yeah. If you take him out, then you're uh, a hero. But if not, you know, you're dead. Um, so that is going to be um, a hit with 36 to hit. Nice. 36 against touch? Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> Barely grazed his hip. Well, it, it is windy out. <laughs> yeah. This, you True. factor you in the wind. The wind. <laughs> Thir- 38 points of damage. 38 points of damage to giant number a two. You've seen these guys. You've fought these guys. They were the ones manning those ballistas. To give you insight into why I didn't take that target of opportunity attack, I was hoping to be able to use a swift action that I did not need to use because I acted before the giants. Uh, There was a very small possibility that they would act before me. Um, So now I'm not going to take that swift action, and that is going to be my turn. At that. Yep. Yeah, here we go. Moment from the skies, and you're 15 feet from the edge. Oh my god! (laughs) The broom is following me. I gave the broom in order to follow me to the south, in front of the doors that you just walked through. You see the entire walkway start to turn to lava. What? Bubbling hot magma erupts from your only exit off of this platform. You can see it. You can smell it. There is no way out. And we'll see you next week. Oh my god! (laughs) I knew it like three months ago. When we first looked out this door, I was like, never go outside. Never go outside. (laughs) I saw that lava coming a mile away. Well, not the lava. I knew there was going to be lava there, for sure. No question. Oh. The floor is lava. <laughs> oh God! And Sir Will's not even in the fight. <laughs> Maybe the lava will melt that roof. <laughs> Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. 
Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.